This episode is brought to you by Westcott, creator of innovative lighting solutions for all photography and filmmaking styles and skill levels. Find out more at fjwestcott.com. You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, World Wide Web? This is Alex. And this is Joel. And we're filmmakers. Drinking bourbon. Well, at least you are. Cheers, buddy. At least I am. Cheers. Hey, so Joel, who the hell are you? Uh, I am a multimedia uh, designer, I guess, or multimedia artist, whatever you want to call it. Jack of all trades. Multimedia, multi-talented media professional? Yeah. I've, I've been called a lot of things over the years. Uh, nice. You know, uh, I think digital media designer was one of them, one of my titles. Uh, you know, uh, video producer. I mean, I've worn a lot of different hats at uh, different agencies around town. Yeah. How do we know each other? <laughs> uh, God, how don't we know each other would maybe be Whoa. the better question to ask. Don't give I away think. too much. <laughs> oh man, we've we've been friends since like the seventh grade. You know, uh, it's been a long time. Were you interested in video back then? <laughs> <laughs> I was interested in watching videos, maybe. <laughs> yeah. On the yeah the early iteration of the internet. What was the first video you ever created? That's a weird question, but oh, I just thought my of it. Gosh. <laughs> the first video I ever yeah. created was probably um, it, it probably had to do with uh, okay. So what it was is uh, my you know Scott, our yeah. other f- close friend of ours. Uh, we would basically with a you know an old VHS camcorder, we would make little uh, little short movies and stuff with action figures and toys and stuff like that. We did that nice. forever ago. So that's how you got introduced <laughs> i don't know about that but yeah it's that, as far as first video i've ever made that's probably that's Dude, probably it do you have one of those videos laying no. around my, oh, i was gonna say I mean, we, we should throw that up with one of your newest creations those vhs tapes were burned long ago <laughs> <laughs> no one shall ever see these yes unfortunately that's funny wow so what are you doing now like what uh, do you do nowadays in relation to filmmaking uh, nowadays, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, general purpose, uh, you know, uh, video professional. I mean, I do, I, I shoot on my own a little bit mm-hmm. here and there. It's mostly uh, post-production uh, nowadays. Uh, do a lot of video editing. I've uh, been getting a lot into uh, motion graphics and, mm-hmm. and you know, 2D animation, a little 3D animation, stuff like that. Uh, nice. But yeah, I mean, it's just uh, mostly post-oriented these days. But uh, Are you yeah. full-time at a place? Or are you freelance? Are you on your own? What are you uh, doing? Freelance. Uh, I have been freelancing f- uh, full-time for the past uh, so by five or six months or so. So before that, uh, spent the last five years uh, in the agency world mm. around town, downtown Cincinnati. How was that? How was agency life? It was interesting. Uh, it definitely opened my eyes a lot to, you know, just how, like the industry here. I mean, there was the whole design and marketing industry that I didn't really know all that much about, um, mm. you know, fresh out of college. And, uh, it, you know, I learned a lot about it uh, working at places like uh, LPK and uh, U.S. Digital Partners and um, most recently uh, Powerhouse Factories and, nice. and Power Media Marketing. LPK is like a, a worldwide agency, is it not? Yes, they are. Uh, yeah. So did you get to kind of interact with the, the worldly side of it? Uh, LPK, they, 
I don't know how many offices they have around you know the globe nowadays. I mean, they had offices in like they had one in Frankfurt, they had one in uh, Guangzhou, uh, a couple of other places. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it's looking like now, but um, yeah, I mean, they were mostly you know kind of isolated to their own work uh, at the different agencies. I mean, we would bring people in uh, occasionally to uh, collaborate on projects or to work on various brands and stuff like that. But uh, hmm. I mean, it was it was a little it was a little siloed, I think. So yeah. I know around here they're known for a lot of like packaging design and stuff like that and for for their brand relations with like Jim Beam and a couple other places what were some of your yeah, responsibilities uh, yeah. when you were there Beam like, um that was it's interesting you bring that up uh, Beam that was actually a pretty cool project that I got to work on. Uh, we uh, went out with um you know a, a photo crew and um Basically, the the team in charge of the packaging design for Beam and Maker's Mark. Uh, we went down down to Kentucky to the distilleries, and you know, we first took a tour, and then you know, just kind of accompanied the photographers and backed them up with some video and stuff like that. And we used it for various things. But um, yeah, I mean, my primary nice. goal there was just to kind of collaborate with the various uh, teams and brands on you know, small-ish. Uh, multimedia and video projects that they had in the works cool did you get a taste any of the product on the beam shoot (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh well there's the (laughs) funny story about that um during our tour because we would go on the tour before we did any actual work just so Mm -hmm. we got you know a better idea of like the layout of everything and like the process and i mean there's a point in the the process of of creating uh bourbon i guess whiskey 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 See, Jim Beam, Tennessee whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they not real po- bourbon. No, no, no. Uh, still very good though. Um, the high wine, basically, it's uh, yeah, basically like moonshine. It's it's just very potent. Uh, mm. uh, you know, a very potent beverage that you're not supposed to. Uh, you're just supposed to sip on it. They just want to give you a little taste of it, so they pull out a little shot glass. Make you of go it. blind. Well, yeah, yeah, and and almost did because uh, <laughs> being. Um, I don't know if I was trying to show off or what, or if I thought I could just take it, but I, I shot the whole thing and, and almost, uh, it almost, it, it almost ended very poorly for me. <laughs> yeah, but it wants to come right back up. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, that's funny. So you're involved in video side, but you're doing stills and motion graphics there too, or was that like? Oh, yeah. Um, after the fact, did you get into that later? I feel like uh, one of one of the things that I went after. Uh, uh, the hardest uh, right out of the gate out of college was, uh, you know, still photography. Mm. Um, you know, I'd always kind of, you know, had a, a passion for that, you know, even before college and especially during college, I got to work with a lot of talented people there. Um, yeah. You know, um, the, the staff photographer, the staff uh, photojournalist. Where uh, is there, by the way? Oh, Ohio University. Nice. <laughs> Our yeah. alma mater. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, uh, it's one of those things that I wanted to get better at and um, really kind of trying to incorporate it uh, more and more into, you know, my my work and hmm. the work that I aspire to do. So, nice. and I would do a little bit of that at LPK, but I mean, again, and they had a team for everything. They had a pretty uh, top-notch photo uh, and visual team there. So, yeah, um, I mean, I got, a little, get, got to do a little bit of work, but um, yeah, I mean, I was mostly just spread out still across all the different things nice speaking of photos did you you're you're like me i mean we <laughs> you know we got started in the same time frame the dslr revolution <laughs> era i think we went different paths though 
I went the Canon side, <laughs> and I believe you went the Nikon side. That is correct. <laughs> uh, what did you start out with back then? Oh, um, the uh, your favorite. The first DSLR yeah. I ever had. I mean, that was probably the Nikon D eighty. Uh, oh yeah. Jeez, uh, I don't I barely remember the specs of it. It's probably like. I don't know, less than 10 megapixels. I mean, it didn't. I don't think it even had a live view function. Definitely didn't record video. No, but I mean, the first video DSLR that you had oh, was that, the. That was the. Uh, I mean, the first one I got my hands on ever was the 5D Mark II because yeah. uh, they had a couple at LPK at the time. But the first one I owned was the Nikon D800, the D800. and I still use that today. It's great. Oh yeah, great camera. Yeah. 36 megapixels i mean it's it's uh, it was above and beyond the, the you know the usual specs even mm. back then and still you know competes today so do you still do any video projects on it uh i haven't in a long time um the last thing i used it for i think was um a shoot it was at washington park uh during the city fleet it was for uh it was uh, Ivory, P&G. They were doing mm. uh, a, a rebrand of Ivory Soap, and then mm-hmm. they wanted some video coverage. Uh, and I initially went in with a uh, just a big rig. Uh, I mean, it was a GH4, so a smaller camera, but it was outfitted with, like, you yeah. know, mat box and just a cage, monitors, all that jazz. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was just too much. Like, it was just really kind of harsh in the vibes, I guess. So I had to get a little more covert. And I had my D800 on me that uh, on on me that day so uh, I busted that out to um, you know kind of move around a little easier and move around a, a little more um, stealthily I guess nice yeah what are you, you you've since graduated though from the DSLRs you're you know you've been working with some big toys oh, yeah, lately yeah. what's the newest uh, the newest um, deal I definitely I got a I got a, a lot of experience uh, with day to day experience with the Scarlet Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an amazing camera. I mean, it you know a lot of people look at those larger cameras and they wonder oh, how this camera is twenty thousand dollars. Like, what, why does it cost so much? Like, what what possibly could it offer you? And it's just I mean, there's no comparison. I mean, when you're doing like serious production work or <clears throat> you need you know. The top-notch equipment. I mean, it's, yeah. it's what they shoot movies on. So, I mean, it was what were some of the pleasure to use <laughs> initial benefits that you realized, like when you first started working with the Scarlet Dragon from the coming from the D800 and the the GH4. What were some of the wow, Let's like see. oh my god, this is why? Um, I mean, just the red code. It looks so good. I mean, you know, the 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 format that you record in. I mean. It's it's beautiful. It's almost no comparison, really, to uh, something that comes out of a lower body. Um, as far as like sharpness, resolution. Oh, d- resolu- resolution, dynamic range, definitely. But dynamic range. I mean, yeah. you know, color depth, uh, all all those things, just all those little uh, nuances that add up to you know basically create what we think of as you know a uh, the 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 movie look. I guess the cinematic image. The cinema look. Cinema. <laughs> Yeah, but it's funny that you still do projects on the things like the GH4 and the D800. It just goes to show that, you know, each project's unique and there's a tool for every job. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the GH4 is definitely uh, an incredibly useful tool uh, Mm. in my arsenal. I mean... I mean, you can't beat the 4K. I mean, even if you're not, you know, uh, authoring to, to 4K, I mean, it's it's just downscale it. downscaling and, and resampling. I mean, it makes the image look that much better, and it gives you more leeway in post with, you know, yeah. uh, just cropping and, and doing stuff like that. I mean, you can film an interview with a GH4, and 
just one camera and basically by switching, you know, to, you know, punching in and then pulling back out. I mean, you can kind of two setups, emulate basically. the look of a, a two-camera setup. Nice. All right, is yours hacked or is yours normal? No, I mean, I, I feel like you don't need to, to hack the, uh, the the GH series anymore. That was a big yeah. thing starting out with those. I think the GH2 was the first one to have a really uh, um, widely adopted um I don't know. Uh, it was a really widely adopted camera that was, you know, hackable. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my favorite movies was shot on it, uh, Upstream Color. So, uh, I mean, yeah. that's it's uh, it's one of my favorites. Speaking of him, he's uh, Shane Cruz. Yeah, his his <laughs> next movie. I guess they're in filming or they're done. I don't know. Uh, but he got like a huge budget lately. It'll be interesting to see what he does with that bigger budget for sure. And he's not shooting it. So, I feel like they they've he's uh, just directing. It's a sci- it's it's a science fiction uh it's definitely yeah as it should be in the science fiction genre. Yeah. Uh I it's been a while since I read anything about it. I know he's always is kind of working on multiple projects at the same time. Hmm. I think during Upstream Color um I mean I think he was working on it as well. I think even uh some of the the um uh, the things like the movies they're working on in the movie of Upstream Color, I think those are, you know, uh, some pre-production or maybe really? some 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 early looks at his next movie. I think. Wow. Yeah, I'm I was reading sure that he that. got like Don't a quote me on that <laughs> twenty million dollar budget, something that huge. Yeah, I don't even know what the budget for uh, Upstream Color was. Probably a couple grand. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I don't know something ridiculous. <laughs> How does he make a living? <laughs> I mean, he is like the uh, kind of one of the prime examples of doing a lot with a little and coming away with a fantastic piece of art. Doing a lot with a little, uh, doing a lot by himself. I mean, he does the music for all of his movies. He does, he directs them, uh, shoots uh, a yeah. lot of them, acts in them. Um, I it's, think he's acted in. I mean, he's really crazy. only done two movies: Primer and Upstream Color, right? Yeah. It but, blows my mind. Oh, it's crazy. But I mean, yeah. The budget someone, for Upstream Color, by the way, was what is it? 50 grand. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you filmmakers out there Gosh. that think you can't do it with just a little bit of money, you can. You can. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, and that, it, that's the thing. It's, it's um, you know, it's not all the time at the end of the day, you know, the, the size of the camera or whether you're using a Red Dragon or an Alexa or or, or you know, a T2i. I've seen some amazing stuff that's been shot on a T2i. Yep. Um, it's, it's you know, the intent and, you know, who's behind the camera and what the vision is, I think. That's no the doubt. most important thing. Knowing the limitations of the gear, I think, is really important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got to, you do have to take that into consideration. I mean, you get some yeah. pretty bad moray on, you know, T2i's and D800's yeah. and all like the... You know, kind of mid-level DSL, HDSLR for sure, and you can kind of uh, you know get rid of a little bit of it via wardrobe selections, location mm-hmm. selections. You know, making sure that you're shooting it the right way. Yeah, just as long as long as you know, again, you know what you're working with and how yeah. to how to you know creatively work through your your problems. Nice. So on the show, we we like to ask three questions. We haven't done it in a long time, <laughs> like kind of stratified it and broken it into the three parts. But uh, one of them is what are you working on? So currently, what are you working on? What do you have coming up in your freelance arsenal? Hmm. Uh, just this morning, actually, I sent off uh, the final cut of a uh, uh, an animation project I'm working uh, yeah. on with a uh, an agency in town. 
I mean, it's uh, I probably don't want to talk too much about it, but it is just like an explainer video, sort of. Uh, oh, okay. And it has to do with uh, credit cards and interest rates and fun stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you work in an After Effects? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of my favorite things to do is working closely with the designer. They'll, hmm. you know, sometimes they'll just lay out a whole storyboard and an illustrator, and I'm able to just extract things from that and then animate it in After Effects. I mean, it's just. You know, nothing fancy. It's still basic level stuff, but you're able to do some cool stuff with it. Yeah, very so, cool. I mean, that that's that's something. Uh, just finished that today. I've got a couple more of those coming up. Um, still a lot of miscellaneous post work I'm doing for people around town. Um, yeah. Any shooting stuff on the horizon or anything that just kind of wrapped mm-hmm. up that you want to pimp out? Probably not. Not at the moment. No, no, right. no. I mean... Focusing on post for a while. We that's did, cool. We did... Um, I did the uh, this this web series with some friends of mine that I work with uh, on occasion. Uh, just kind of uh, you know yeah. a, a short thing that we've been working on. Um, I think they're we're gearing up to do some more of that soon. It's called uh, Cincinnati's Hottest New Web Series. <laughs> nice. Is it up anywhere? Uh, yeah, I People think that's check it out there. It's 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 able to be checked out. I mean, we're we're working yeah. through uh, you know. Uh, uh, pre-production phases on a couple of shorter episodes kind of retooling our approach for it but um cool yeah it's uh that, that's probably the last thing i'll be shooting for a little while at least i think nice 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 all right question two <laughs> put your pencil down on the first one got it what are you watching what am i watching Oh, <laughs> I mean, because it's October and all, um, I've been watching my fair share of horror movies. Uh, yeah. Uh, the girlfriend and I have actually assembled a pretty comprehensive list. Um, I saw that uh, of on, movies. on Instagram. Yeah, right? yeah. We basically put them, we, we, we came up with a list, I mean, maybe 10 or 12, 15 a piece, and then uh, just put them into a hat and we draw every night. Sometimes wow. we'll do two at a time. But uh, So what, what, what are some of the recent ones? Um, we, we've watched the f- Nightmare on Elm Street 1, mm. 3, and 7, <laughs> which I, in my opinion is like the, the trifecta of Elm Street movies. Really? Well, yeah, cause you get, um, you get the, uh, the, the whole arc of the original, um, protagonist Nancy. I mean, you get that in the first and the third movie. The second mm. movie actually had nothing to do with her. It was just kind of a weird huh. offshoot. Um, and then Seven, which is Wes Craven's new nightmare, that's like the meta uh, the meta horror movie before uh, that he made before Scream. Um, mm. And she's basically the actress that played Nancy is in the movie playing herself. And uh, it's just, it's really interesting and well done. I don't think it, it gets a, enough credit. Interesting. But, uh, I've never seen that. Really? Check it out. Yeah. yeah. I've I've seen very few of those nightmare movies. Really? Yeah. You're missing out. I know. <laughs> Anything in theaters you've watched recently? I, I haven't been. Brandon and I talked about it last episode. We haven't been in a while. Uh yeah, it's been a minute. Um struggling to remember the last movie I saw in theaters. Or shows too. I here, I'll bring up a show. Uh I just watched Westworld. From, yeah, recommendation <laughs> from Scott. Westworld. Westworld is amazing. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was good. Um I mean, it's one of those things where, like, it's it's super popular. Like, everybody's mm. talking about it. So, like, I mean, I'm wary about stuff like that. You know, I go into it. I'm like, For it's sure. just everybody. It's it's so hyped up. But I mean, I I loved it. I it was worth great. the hype. It was yeah. it was worth it. Uh, it, it. It'll be really interesting to see what they do with it. I I mean, yeah. and I don't want to. 
I don't want to like spoil it, but like I mean, there's just I mean, it's not even really a big spoiler, but they do have sort of like a fake out and, and towards the beginning of that with a certain character that I I thought played out very interestingly. The uh, James Marston. I yeah. Guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was a good fake out. There's one issue I have mm-hmm. with the Man in Black character. Ed Harris. Yeah. Ed Harris's character. <laughs> there, there was one good old se- Ed Harris sequence that happened. And I was like, wait, that shouldn't have happened. What was it? We'll have to talk about it later. I don't want to spoil it for <laughs> listeners that haven't watched it. We'll talk about it after the show, and okay. you can you can fill me in on what, I might, I might what you know think. What you're talking about? Yeah, there, there's something that happened between Marsden and him, and I was like, wait, that- did, you, did you see? You seen you've seen the original, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know that, but I heard that it was going to be different in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll discuss after the show what we think in private yeah in private (laughs) so we don't want to spoil it for for the listeners out there um what are you excited about that's the third and final question what am i excited about yeah Uh, it can be in related to gear or movies or your own projects or life or fantasy football or anything I mean, there's a lot to be excited about with all of those things. <laughs> yeah. I'm mean, definitely excited to be freelancing again full time. I mean, it's something right out of the gate, out of college again. Like that's something um, you know I I, I did um, and picked up a lot of steam before coming into the agency world. Mm. And uh, I mean, I've always wanted to get back to it and you know uh, just have a, a more variety of projects, a wider variety of projects available to me personally, and also have the ability to work on, you know, side projects and personal projects and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so that's, it's exciting to be uh, back in that world. Um, fantasy football, definitely excited about that. I mean, especially yeah. after last night's game, we've got David Johnson, 30 uh, points. I mean, I'm, I'm looking pretty good this week. That's insane. <laughs> How are you looking? I haven't started. None of my people have played yet, but I'm I'm feeling good. I'm still right, worried. You've if got Cam, a lot of injuries on your, I'm, on your I'm lineup. Worried if Cam's going to play or not. Uh, so we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. <laughs> it's kind of a day to day monitoring. Oh yeah, but the, the life of a uh, fantasy football. Owner. My my backup is is not good. His, Ryan Tannehill goes by the name of Tannehill. Yeah, it's He's not not fantastic. Nope. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Ryan. I, I'm not a fan. Um, I'm sure you're uh, a great person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm sure you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're a great football player. Yeah, yes. when you want to be. <laughs> anyway, going back to the freelance thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know we're in the same boat now on that front. How yeah. are you? Uh, how are you feeling? And how are you approaching the getting work side of things? Oh man, people uh, do it a little differently. Oh yeah. Is it like? relationships and connections that you had from the agency realm that carried over or are you having to go out and seek new connections and are you doing online stuff like people do or you know what are you doing stuff yeah people go to like mandy or craigslist or production (laughs) hub or you know i still get the uh the the random production hub notification every uh six months (laughs) here are the jobs about how useful uh that is oh for sure um uh, i mean yeah i i feel like I've found I've found a couple of jobs that way, but um, mostly, yeah, you're right. It is uh, based off of relationships I have with people uh, still in the agency world. I mean, being in the agency world for like you know the last five or six years, I, I know uh, a lot of people in a lot of different places just because you know they've all spread out. Just you know, mm-hmm. it's um, it's been good. So 
Um, you know, I've, I've got uh, I've got work from a lot of uh, different agencies in town, and I mean that's that's where the bulk of it is coming from right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just past relationships, you know, clients that I've worked with at all these agencies. I mean, that's been uh, another source of, uh, of of work as well. Mm. Interesting. Are you uh, trying to seek out anything else, or are you kind of happy where you're Always. at? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, at the moment, I mean it. And this has been the case even in the agency world. Like you would think that you know the warmer months, the warmer seasons, and spring and summer that that's where you get a lot of work. And and you do you do mm-hmm. get a lot of work during that period of time. But for me, it's always been you know fall heading into winter. Strangely enough, uh, that uh, you know I get a lot of work. I mean, I would get dumped on at agency. You know, wow. back at my last jobs, I'd get dumped on in the in the fall. I mean, they're just trying to wrap everything up before the end of the year. It's kind of like opposite keeps for coming out for me and everyone that I know. We're like you know. November's coming around, yeah. man. You got to button up and put away your your nut for the yeah, winter. I don't even know, man. I don't know how to huh. explain that, but wow. I mean, that, that's. It, I'm sure it's going to change, and it's going to you know you you get into the really colder months, you know, late November, December. Mm. It's just you're you're just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, but it's good that you have a you know you're you're doing work in the post side because there's a, always a lot of that. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, post. I love post. I mean, it's mm. you, know, you wake up, you roll out of bed. I mean, I basically roll out of bed, make a pot of coffee, go upstairs, and just get right to it. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 just really easy to to get dialed in uh, when you're on a schedule like that, and mm. and you're able to you know work from home. <laughs> nice for sure. What is uh? Here's a weird question. What's one of the? What's your favorite project that you've done? Favorite project ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. Uh hmm. It's a weird one. I mean, I can't I can't deny how fun it was to go down to Maker's Mark and Jim Beam and, you know, hmm. see the ins and outs of it and you know get to go in there with uh, camera equipment and 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 film the process and yeah. and just you know, be immersed in that. That that was a lot of fun. Um you know, uh some of the videos that I've done with you, actually, that you know, hmm. we we p- I pitched in on the some of the the music videos, the rap oh, videos, yeah. that those, those stick out. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, in a former life, I former uh, life. I shot low budget local Cincinnati rap great. rap videos. They were great. They were great. <laughs> I lugged around the Red One camera. And uh, hired jo- one. <laughs> hired Joel here for half of what I was making, which Red I think one. was like a so, hundred so, bucks. So <laughs> yeah, no, those are fun. Those are fun because you know, I mean, they were low budget, and oh yeah, they, you know, they doing it for the real. They don't, they don't pay enough, but like it's um, you know, it's work that might not be accessible to you otherwise, and it's just uh, yeah, yeah, it's stuff you can put on your reel. It's stuff you can say you've done and. I mean, I don't know, man. I thought those videos were pretty cool, man. They were. They turned <laughs> out great. I mean, it, I can't deny that they helped me, uh, you know, put together a solid reel to get the higher-end work. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's part of the whole industry is yeah. just stepping stone. That's is that you got to build up. Yeah. You got you to slowly work your way up and, and, you know, take projects as they come to you and, and yeah. constantly push yourself to take on bigger projects and, you know, uh, and... and more difficult projects and uh, mm. you just got to constantly push yourself because you know uh, n- no one else is gonna you know 
pu- push you. Oh, no doubt. Has that has that really changed from uh, agency world to freelance world? Has your mindset shifted as well? Or oh, absolutely. I mean, do you have to think about things differently? Yeah, I mean, definitely. You've got to you you you've got to be your own man when you're on your own. You've got to motivate yourself. You've got to find a reason to to get up in the morning and 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 chase after that work. And I mean, just being on your own and 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 it being your name on the line definitely. Um, means more and pushes me harder for sure um i mean in agency world you do have to work just as hard but i mean it is it is uh it's tough sometimes i mean at larger agencies in in particular i mean sometimes you could feel like you're in a shoe you get put in a shoe box yeah. or you get hung out to dry a lot lost in the shuffle there. Lo- lo- lost in the shuffle i mean there's a lot of politicking involved at, at certain places um but uh, I mean, it's definitely you're definitely able to have you know just a successful career in the agency world as you are on your own or anywhere else. I mean, it's just mm. uh, knowing how to um, you know get the best work done. Yeah, like you said, your your name's on the line. You know, you're not working for oh, yeah. a, a huge company; you're working for yourself. So, do you put a lot of time into branding and self promotion? And if so, how do you go about that? Like, what is your technique? Uh, yeah, I mean. You've got to constantly, you know, like you were showing me on the car ride over, you know, mm. you got to constantly be making new reels. You've got to constantly mm. be updating your 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 online presence and reaching out to people and pushing yourself out there and making yourself uh, make, making yourself known to the environment that you're in. Um, and I mean that for me that that comes all you know the same way, you know, making demo reels, uh, updating okay. my website. Uh, pursuing projects that are interesting to me that I think will, you know, um, put me out there and make me visible to people that might want to work with me or hire me. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. What about, uh, here, here's an, another interesting question. Comfort zone. <laughs> so it's, it's a simple phrase, but I find in a lot of projects, especially recently, as you kind of stair step up, uh, the bigger project, the, the next step up, you are immediately out of your comfort zone. And there's a lot more on the line. Oh, yeah. And yeah. especially, you know, in agency environment, you're working with some money and some brands mm-hmm. on free and freelance is a, you know, same thing. You're, you're out to drive. The project doesn't work out. You're kind of screwed for the next month or whatever. Yeah. yeah. How do you go about dealing with that and making yourself feel comfortable? Because I know a lot of people are, are kind of dealing with the same thing. We're like, oh, this project's beyond me. Uh, just in in terms yeah. of like it being out of the realms of your skill set, or maybe it not being you, like com- I think you like feel something it that is. you think like you can do or accomplish. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you again, you've got to always push yourself. You you've got to go out of your comfort zone. You've got to um, find projects that make you uncomfortable because it. I mean, you don't want to get stuck doing the same thing. And I mean, there's no guarantees to one type of work at even mm. at all. I mm. mean. And I mean that I've had to deal with that a lot. I mean, totally. Uh, at U.S. Digital Partners, uh, one of the agencies I've worked for in the past, um, one of my first projects there was a video for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, mm. and I mean it was um, not something I'm familiar with. Uh, and we had to go out to the Athenaeum of Ohio, out, I think it was near Anderson, and basically mm. film some interviews there and kind of come up with a compelling narrative for uh, the seminary life that they had there to kind of show people what that was like and to help kind of market the archdiocese a little bit. Um, I mean, I was 
totally out of my comfort zone on that. Um, but at the end of the day, we were able to get it done. Um, you know, we came up with an approach that worked out. We got some beautiful footage. Uh, uh, I think that was one of the, the videos that uh, we got a telly for uh, when I worked it there. So gorgeous, it I thought. Good. Thanks. Yeah, when it, when that first <laughs> popped up in your reel, you know, a yeah. couple years back, I was like, some, damn. Some cool time-lapse stuff. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful environment to film, film in, um, you know, uh, just, and, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was an, ama- it was an interesting experience, uh, experience that I'm definitely thankful for. I mean, mm-hmm. initially, I mean, when, when presented with that, I mean, my boss at the time came to me, he's like, you know, we, we're working closely with the Archdiocese, we got to come up with this video, and... And are you up for it? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I can't say no. You Mm-mm. just, you just gotta, you gotta learn to not say no to stuff. I mean, you've got to push yourself and go out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Is there a time? Here's the opposite side of that. Is there a time you ever feel that people should say no? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's always a time where you should say no. I guess. I mean, if if um if the pay is not right or you're working with someone who's shady i mean you've still at the end of the day you've got to look out for yourself and mm. i mean you're in it to not only have a fulfilling career but to you know um make a living so i mean you've you've got to know when to turn down stuff for sure or mm. when it, when stuff is doesn't seem right and that's a tough one i think that's that's something we're always you know all of us as freelance or kind of independent low budget oh yeah guys are dealing with guys and gals yeah i mean i haven't been burned too badly before but i mean i've had it's horror stories I've had some some yeah. shady dealings and i mean sometimes you know you you just you can't you can't even meet halfway on on a mm-hmm. budget or or what the work looks like or the amount of time involved i mean it's it's yeah. any number of things that can go wrong but i mean yeah you, you've you've just got to trust in yourself and your judgment and nice yeah. yeah, it's all about balance and finding the right projects and, you know, making sure you take care of Numero Uno totally. primarily. That's awesome, man. Well, where can uh, people, if they want to find out more about you, where can they go? Oh, that'd either be my Instagram or uh, my website. I mean, what, what is your Instagram? Instagram handle is joel.rower. That's it. Simple. Does that <laughs> stand for something? R O E W E R stands for my last name. Nice. That's my full name with the dot in there because Instagram doesn't allow spaces. Joel dot <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's my website is just joelrower.com. So I mean that's Very that's. Cool. I mean technically my um, holding site for new work and it's technically my portfolio. So nice man. Yeah. Well, very cool, dude. Thanks for coming on the show. You, we've been friends forever, but this is a first. Yeah, I want to say. That's great. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. Well, for all you uh, cool kids out there, definitely, as you heard in the beginning of the show, um, we have a giveaway this week from Westcott Lighting. Uh, they're giving away something really cool. We're going to have uh, one of their representatives on the show next week. So definitely tune in for the interview. Find out all about their company and about uh, you know what they're giving away. I don't want, I don't want to spoil it, but it's definitely cool. It is definitely useful, and you can definitely take it with you <laughs> on the road. Uh, so anyway, thanks for popping by, Joel. Uh, Thank you, man. Cheers. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.